remind you, 007, that Blofeld's dead. Finished. The least we can expect from you now is a little plain, solid work. Welcome back to another exciting episode of the 007 Minute, where each and every other day we go over one minute of probably one of the greatest uh, Sean Connery era James Bond movies, the 1971 Guy Hamilton directed feature Diamonds Are Forever. I'm one of your hosts, Jim O'Kane of TVDads.com. And I'm host number two, Mark Cerulli of Illuminar.tv. And uh, today we have probably the bravest man on the web with us as our guest, um, Coyote Peterson, who hosts uh, Brave Wilderness on YouTube. Uh, welcome to our show, Coyote. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. Excited to be here. Uh, kind of a rarity on the show. We're going to do a r- little bit of a rewind. We're, we're in uh, minute uh, 24, which is mostly it, – it's actually one of the only wordless minutes – of uh, Diamonds Are Forever with basically uh, Bond beating the hell out of Peter Franks and vice versa. Given our guest's expertise, we thought we'd rewind a bit and talk about the famous uh, uh, Scorpion Stings. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to go back to uh, minute uh, 11, uh, which is the uh, introduction of Mr. Wind. Well, the introduction of a scorpion by Mr. Wind and Mr. Kid to the back of a dentist. That's right. <laughs> Coyote, you've had a chance to to look at the the previous minutes. I was wondering specifically what kind of a scorpion is going down uh, the dentist's back, and uh, and how how dangerous. I mean, you you are one of the few people who can compare scorpion bites. So, how would you compare the bite of that particular scorpion with uh, you know the worst scorpion bite you've ever had? Well, for, first thing probably to note that maybe a lot of people didn't know, and I don't don't mean to correct anybody here, but it's technically a sting and sting, not a bite. Right, 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 right. Ah, okay. Scorpions actually sting. They inflect. It inflict a venomous sting to kill their prey or, or, you know, neutralize a potential attacker. Um, And, you know, scorpions really have a bad rap. And and I'll be the first one to admit that a lot of my life I have been terrified of scorpions. So ever intentionally getting stung by one for me certainly was a a tough feat to have to face. Um, But yes, I have been stung by a couple of different species of scorpions intentionally. And the one in these scenes that we're looking at specifically is the emperor scorpion. Emperor. And are those native to the, the American West? Well, and when I'm talking about the scene, I'm talking about the, the Bond scene, yeah, right. not the scene where I've actually been stung. Um, the Emperor Scorpion is what I would call the Hollywood famous scorpion. It is the scorpion <sighs> species used in any movie you ever see, any fear fact type show. And truth be told, it is the most docile, non-aggressive, least venomous scorpion you can possibly come across. In fact, you would have to agitate to beyond belief, potentially even to the point of squishing where the animal thought it was going to get killed to get an emperor scorpion to inflict a sting. Wow. Wow. So it, it's kind of the wow. garter snake of, uh, of scorpions. Just, uh, it, it truly is. So I'm sure in that scene, the scorpion was actually dropped down his shirt. And while that may be a, a very like bone chilling, skin crawling sort of moment, there was absolutely no danger that that actor was in. And oftentimes you will see the emperor scorpion used because they're big, they're black, they're hairy. It's actually one of the larger scorpion species. And they have those enormous front pedipalps. Um, those are the pinchers up front. And they really are about the, the kindest creature you can come across. They're actually very popular in the pet trade. Um, and oftentimes you will see emperor scorpions for sale in pet stores wow. and they primarily sell them because not only do they, they do well in captivity, but their sting is so mild. It would, it, it's less than a bee sting for the most part. Oh. And where are they native to these emperor scorpions? 
Um, I believe uh, over in European areas, uh, okay. um, I think they have some species. There, there are a number of different emperor scorpion varieties, um, mm. but that sort of general large-bodied one is is the one that I, I call it the Hollywood scorpion because yeah. you know you see it pop up in Indiana Jones movies or Bond movies or you name it. If it's a scorpion in a film, they're likely using that species. Wow. Well, it- all right. uh, so yeah, the, the the likelihood of a dentist dropping over dead, unless he's got some kind of an allergy and anaphylactic shock setting in, is is probably very low. I would think. <laughs> and what's the most dangerous uh, 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 type? Is it a bark scorpion? Um, when it comes to the United States, yes, there there are multiple varieties of bark scorpions throughout the world. But in the United States specifically, the bark scorpion, which inhabits the deserts of the Southwest, um, Southern California, Arizona, New Mexico, and of course down into Mexico proper, is the most dangerous. Now, are you going to die from a bark scorpion sting? Not likely. And in fact, there haven't been any recorded cases of people dying from a bark scorpion sting. And don't quote me exactly on this, but I think it's around 50 years Mm. since the last person died from a bark scorpion sting. But it is incredibly painful. I have not been stung by the bark scorpion because the onset of pain can last for weeks. Um, And it's just this constant aching, cramping of of the muscle system where you do take that sting. So while, you know, a bark scorpion sting may be, you know, a heavy hitter for views, upon initial impact of a video, having to deal with the aftermath for that for weeks is it's never exactly what been appealing the, to me. And, and we should point out, uh, uh, sorry to interrupt, Jim, but if uh, to our listeners, if, if you haven't caught uh, Brave Wilderness on YouTube, you are really missing something. I mean, this is a man who goes out and intentionally gets stung by some of the nastiest critters uh, uh, Mother Nature ever put on the planet. It, it, is it? That's a fair statement. <laughs> I know you've I know you've even asked this a million times before. What, what was, but when did you first decide this was this was the career for you? When would that when did that come about? Well, deciding that the career for me was educating the world about animals and getting out there for the adventure came very early on. When it comes to the idea of let's get bit, stung, quilled, pinched by things to bring a knowledge of these animals to uh, you know a new audience and a, and a existing audience in multiple generations that was was not a a well designed plan like we never thought hey this would be the way to really get people excited about these things it actually really happened on accident when we were filming an episode where I was quilled by a porcupine in Montana. And when we started working with this porcupine, um, it was it was a juvenile. It was only uh, a few months old, but still nonetheless was covered in these spiky quills. And I, I said to the handlers that um, were taking care of this porcupine, have you ever been quilled before? And they're like, oh yeah, all the time. Like That's why we wear these leather gloves. And I said, well, it might be really interesting if I showed people what to do if you are unfortunately quilled or more often the case, your dog is quilled. Like, how do you properly remove porcupine quills? So we filmed this episode where I'm intentionally quilled by a porcupine. And and, and from a filmmaking standpoint, the, the episode was a mess. The lighting was horrible. Like, we, we just couldn't get it right. Um, and when we brought it into post-production and cut it together, we we're like, oh, this is this really isn't the best representation of our work, but you know it's it's entertaining, so let's put it out there anyways. And the audience absolutely loved it. And we, we started scratching our heads, saying, "Well, why are they interested in me getting hurt and then showing them what the effects are of these these quills, so to speak?" Um, and from there, it sort of transcended into being bitten by a snapping turtle, um, and then the insect sting pain index presented itself. <laughs> and we decided wow. to climb yeah. that thing. Are there any critters that, that, that are still outstanding that you, you have to get stung or, or bit by? 
Oh yeah, there's a, there's a couple. I know the audience is waiting. What are some of your your must haves? Um, well, we have an episode coming out later this year where I'm stung by something called an executioner wasp, and um, this is a Central <laughs> American and South American wasp species. This thing is literally a nightmare with wings. It makes the tarantula hawk look like a puppy dog. And um, I actually have already been stung by it. And I won't give anything away at this point, but the episode comes out later this year. And let's just say the audience is waiting with high anticipation for the results of me rolling around in the, on the ground in agony. What is, what is your recovery time between episodes? I was thinking wow. you want to put like a little bit of distance between the last time you got stung or bitten or or attacked in some way until you healed up enough to go go for the next round? Yeah, that's a, that's a good question. Um, it depends how bad a bite or sting is, and, and it all depends on the location. It all depends on the thing that we, we may encounter and whether or not I can actually catch one of these animals to perform the experiment and, and then film the episode. The, the only time I've really gone back-to-back with stings was – when we filmed the executioner wasp, because we were actually in Central America filming another episode for a wasp species called the warrior wasp, which was also highly anticipated by our audience. This episode came out this past November and the private property that we were working on, it's this rainforest reserve on the Eastern side, the Caribbean coast. Um, the guy that owns the property said, you know, the warrior wasp, like, yeah, that's cool. I know your audience has been waiting for this. He's like, I've got this other wasp that's living on the property. I've never seen it before. You guys got to take a look at it. I got stung by one. I've never been in more pain in my life. We're like, okay, yeah, yeah. All right, let's check it out. It's probably just this normal paper wasp. So we go, he takes us to the nest and we see this thing and we're like, oh my gosh, had no idea what it was. My wildlife biologist does some research. We find one site about South American paper wasps and are able to identify it as being the execution wasp. There was no record of anybody other than this guy that whose property we were working on who, who had ever been stung by it. It wasn't ranked on the, the world famous insect sting pain index, which was created by entomologist Justin Schmidt. And we said, okay, it, I got to get stung by this thing. Like we have to see how bad it truly is because this could be the new king of sting. Um, so is it going to dethrone the bullet ant for being the most pain? I guess you guys will have to wait until this holiday season to find out. You really oh are a God. real life Mr. Bill. Wow. <laughs> king of sting. That's, that's, uh, that's you've got to trademark wow. that. Do you do swarms? I, have, I, I haven't watched many of your episodes. Do you do like getting attacked by a, a hive or, or something like that? A, I don't know if you've tried. Yeah, I, I would say, well, and this is this is an un, unintentional one because you would never just haphazardly walk yourself into a swarm. That's where you can find yourself taking so much venom that you would go into anaphylactic shock and die. And of course, as we know, a single sting from some species, depending how your body reacts, could send you into anaphylactic shock. A single honeybee could kill a human being if your body reacts negatively to that venom. But we filmed an episode um, in Arizona last year working with a, a bee specialist, one of the most renowned bee experts in the Southwest. And we had written to him and we said, hey, you know, Chris, I, I'd like to do the bee beard, you know, where you, you go in and the bees cover your face. And I said, you know, are there any dangers to this? And he said, no, he's like, the bees will stay very calm. You may take one or two stings. I'm like, okay, that's that's no problem. So we, we go out in the middle of the desert and he, he had just recently evacuated a hive from a, a problem location. So he had somewhere around 3,500 bees. And what you do is you put a female queen pheromone in like this little like container on your chin, right? It's just this little, almost looks like a little piece of rubber, but it has the pheromone for a female. And then all of the drones will come in because they want to, to find the female. So my face ends up getting covered in 3,000 bees, right? <laughs> and the episode is called Bee Beard Gone Wrong because rogue 
Africanized honeybees came in and began fighting with the European honeybees. Mm. So there's two very distinct differences. An all-out war broke out on my face, and I was stung close to 30 times. My face just turned into this giant – I looked like Mr. Uh, Potato Head on a really bad day. Um, It looked like I had these bad lip injections. You guys have to go back and watch the episode. It's, It's crazy to watch. Have you been have you been left with any permanent scars or anything from all this? Uh, maybe my own personal like psychological well being. <laughs> uh, other than that, at this point, other than just a few you know scars and skin scars and stuff like that, nothing that um, has been necessarily life threatening. But you know, keep in mind my my team that I work with, we do extensive research before I take any of these things, and none of these things that I have taken or bites for that matter are are things that are claim to have taken people's lives. You know, could I have a, a yeah. bad allergic reaction to something like, you know, a giant desert hairy scorpion or the striped-tailed scorpion, both of which I've been stung by and actually compared those two stings in an episode. Fortunately, my body reacts really well to venom and and thus far I've, I've not had any problems. But again, unless you're stung multiple, multiple times by a lot of these things, it's usually just an immediate onset of pain and, and you can kind of tough through it. I was, I was wondering what, what your... Uh... What your standby kit is like? I'm picturing like a an EpiPen and a and a can of Raid or something, but I don't know what what do you usually have while you're filming to make sure that you're not you know a bottle you don't of go around Bean. the band there, right? <laughs> well, not a <laughs> yeah, right, right. show, but in real life, maybe. Um, no, yeah. um, yes, an, an epinephrine pen is always on set with us. We also have an emergency satellite helicopter phone. This is a real thing that we pay. A fair amount of money for it. It literally has a red button on it. If we press it at any point in time, a life flight helicopter is deployed to our location, mm-hmm. GPS tracked. But keep in mind, when we do a lot of these sting episodes, wow. we also, well, after we've caught the animal, we always do the sting setup in a controlled setting. So we are always very close to our base camp always have a local hospital or anything like that on call in the event that we do have a medical emergency. But um, yeah, we, we think these things out with incredible thought. Before have we have you ever uh, encountered or have heard of the uh, giant Asian hornet, the Vespa mandarina? Yes, sir. I'm going to Japan this summer to get stung by it. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> that's, that's another highly anticipated sting that will precursor the warrior. Wow. Or the, uh, the, I mean, this the is lost. this is because I saw a, a a special on these things. Their venom can dissolve flesh. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yes. Wow. I, yeah. Same same thing for the executioner wasp. It'll rot a hole in your arm. <laughs> wow. Well, how do you wow. top that? You can't. You really. Uh. Uh, well, one, one last <laughs> question. I just have to ask this. Yeah. No, Are there any creatures that you know have a bad sting or or bite or whatever that you just won't? mess with well yeah certainly venomous snakes are something right. that you know our audience has often said you know oh you're going to get get bitten by a, you know a rattlesnake the mojave green yeah you know, a hobby uh yeah. whatever you know a, a, a green mamba you know any of those things no snake venom is a very different thing when it when you have to keep in mind a bite is very different than a sting right so that's why people mm-hmm. often say where well, i corrected you guys at the beginning there's no scorpion bite there's scorpion stings snake bites which is venom injected through you you know, either fixed fangs or hinged fangs, much more venom, much more dangerous attacks, whether from a cytotoxic or neurotoxic side of things, um, snake venom can and has the chance to kill you. So no, I won't be taking any venomous snake bites. Mm, wow. Well, 
Well, let's let's talk a little bit about this uh, uh, yeah, on our next show, if, if we could. If if you can come back, Cody, we appreciate it very much. We will definitely be putting. Uh, we'll we'll have a, a link to your site and to your your, your YouTube channel uh, on this on, on today's episode. Um, but this is this is great. Although I'm, I, I think Mark is probably Mark and I are on different coasts at the moment. But I, I I'm sure Mark is sitting with his uh, elbows close to his ribs, just yeah, waiting. waiting. For the- yeah, I'm out here in uh, sunny SoCal, and uh, I have I have yet to see a scorpion out here. Or a rattlesnake, but uh, I'm they're, they're really they're really tough to come by. And, and if I can just say one more thing about the scene with the dentist, because sure, sure. I wanted to mark on this earlier. You know, looking at that that little scene specifically, the the dentist, the actor that plays that role, his reaction was fantastic as to like something's in my shirt. Ooh, I felt a sting. But what wasn't accurate is the fact that once you were stung, there's no way, even if you went into anaphylactic shock, that you would keel over like that. And in all fairness, a scorpion will sting you multiple times before you can get it out from underneath an article of clothing. And then if, if you were to be stung by a scorpion that, that would kill you, because there are some species that can, it is a long, slow process. Trust me, it would be agonizing. Wow. Ouch. Wow. Well, Let's let's chat about this uh, uh, next time as we come up to, to minute twenty five. But, but we're also going to be talking about minutes eleven. So so please uh, join us again uh, next time here on the 007 minute, and we'll be back faster than you can say, Bert Saxby. Bert Saxby. Yeah. Tell him he's fired. <laughs>